I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, I'm Kima Bob, and you're listening to Say It Loud. <laughs> this is Desiree Birch, and you're listening to Say It Loud. And you better say it loud. Sometimes I'm over reasons not to try Hello and welcome to Edinburgh TV Festival and the TV Foundation's brand new show, Say It Loud, with me, your host, Jackie. We have a double whammy today. So first things first, this comedian burst onto the scene in 2015, winning the Funny Woman Award. She's been on Live at the Apollo, Have I Got News For You, Eight Out of Tin Cats, and she's also the voiceover of Netflix's smash hit programme, Too Hot To Handle. She had an outstanding Edinburgh show called Desiree's Coming Early. She's host of Comedy Central's Fat Chat. She's outspoken. She loves to overshare my kind of person. It's Desiree Bang! Hello, hello. And our next guest is from Houston, Texas, where Beyonce is from. No biggie. She's featured on Jonathan Ross's comedy club. She has her own comedy club called Fuck It Up, Femmes of Colour Comedy Club, and has featured on Comedy Central and ITV2. She's one of the UK's brightest new talents, and she's the host of Channel 4's It's a Sin After Hours. Blah. She's a writer, she's a performer, and she's an improviser. It's Kuma what a bomb introduction i'm like yeah that's, that's how we do it life. yeah yes. <laughs> Girl, do you know what it's really funny because intros like it makes you feel like okay i've actually accomplished all this stuff like i'm yeah, yeah. like <laughs> literally oh, every shit. intro you're like who is that I don't know her. <laughs> I was like, damn, I was on Comedy Central. That's what's up. <laughs> your best bio is your obituary. And it's a shame that you're the only person who doesn't get right. to hear it. You know what I mean? Because that's yeah. going to be like, right. I mean, people wept rivers in the streets and she changed the way that everybody did everything. And you're like, could you have told me this two days ago when I, I was laying there feeling peaceful, <laughs> wanting to hear that? Anyway. I think we're so quick to forget what we've actually done because it's so hard to see outside of yourself, isn't it? So when you hear it back, you're like, damn. Turn <laughs> up. Yes. I'm really killing it. Yeah. yeah like, is that right? me? So, also, all of us have that like yes, ambition thing in us that make us look for the next thing. So you never pay attention to the thing that you're standing on. You're like, this is a nice pedestal, but what about the next one? So, right, you but know. Why do we do that? Uh, because we always do that yeah I don't know it's what got us like we needed the attention I think all of us have the need attention gene I presume you know and then so we're just feeding on that and then even when we don't need to do it anymore we're just like more more what's the next thing what do you got Uh, uh, uh." and it's like 
very very sad oh, just enjoy your shit oops right? sorry enjoy, <laughs> no, no no enjoy your shit do you know the best thing about having you both on is that you know each other yes it's true yes we don't Can I just say the bame show was great no bame show was amazing Ooh, why that was is a good Bane time. show only a pilot please like <laughs> <laughs> i mean we definitely were like we got to do this like we're never going to do it again because yep. that's what you feel about, you know, when you're brown and you get a chance, you're like, I'm going to go in there and uh, as Miss Kima Bob says, fuck it up. Uh, like it's never happening okay. again and make them want more. But like, you know, I, I think that like, one person in there, two people were like, yeah, 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 yeah. I think everybody else is like, this is really great. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a weird one. Like Ooh. when you go into something like that and, and when you're asked to front something like that, that you feel is a strong concept, a strong idea and could be really great if it had the, if people believed in it as much as it deserved to be believed in, yeah. you know? And, yeah. and it was weird because coming, I knew that we believed that we could make it into something awesome, but also feeling that pressure of like, mm. you know, the cards are kind of stacked against you. They don't right. really want to see this happen a bunch of more times. Yeah. Um, so yeah. let me work against that. Have fun, as Desiree was saying, that kind of dance like no one is watching for him, <laughs> like this is the last recording. But at the same Ever. time, let's have fun and let's try to make it as good as possible to give it its best chance. It's such a Did weird you know place to be. I think what I really liked about it was the fact it kind of parodied traditional game shows. Um, and like everyone is a person of color. There's no tokenism because you're, do you know what I mean? So yes. that's what I really liked about it. And like, I loved in the intro, Desiree, when you were like, and we're not white. Like, it just felt like refreshing. Because, yeah, what, what know, a release, like, especially on Radio 4. Right? Nice. Just like, oh yeah, like we can all breathe. Nobody here is white. <laughs> <laughs> Just a thing to say. But like, I mean, to piggyback on what Kima is saying, there is that thing of being like, well, rather than taking a chance and wanting this to succeed, we're taking a chance and we're also looking for reasons why it didn't so that we can justify mm. our fear about sure. having to engage the audience as much every week. Because like, I don't know, radio audiences are yeah. intense. I've come to find out in this country. Mm -hmm. And all of the responses that I saw were overwhelmingly yeah. positive and just people being like, yeah. oh, this, and also like, who doesn't need a moment to take the piss out of like the hegemony of radio comedy? Mm -hmm. Because there is a specific style to it. And if you don't like that style, you better turn to a different network because that's what you're gonna get. <laughs> yeah. It was so, interesting. Like, I don't know. I, I feel that way. But then again, I don't necessarily listen to all, all of it, but I feel like there is a certain style and just sending up the formula is kind of gratifying, you know, just, just a little bit, yeah. just to be like, oh, here we're, you know, I mean, so much of it is just like, I don't know, puns and wordplay, like, and it's not to like oh, shame because it. it's a, you know, it's a skill set and it's a remarkable skill set and it's wonderful to be able to flex in that skill set, but it's not the only one. You know, I yes. want to say for me, the the choice mm. to like the fact that it was on radio for to me felt like another mm. sign that they don't care how it does. And I don't know how to describe mm. that. But when I think of a radio for audience, I don't think of us at all. 
No. Um, and so right. it made me wonder, we're putting that out there and yeah, prestigious platform, but is do you satisfy the demographic that this show hits? Do they even know to tune in? Do you create enough content for them to be a part of Radio 4's audience? Who are we making this right. for right now? Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, I think that they are, I would presume that they are very, very thirsty to try to uh, evolve their audience to include people who will be alive in a decade. And that is no shade to the BBC or Radio 4, but like a lot of the people, not, not all, but many of them are mm -hmm. older people mm -hmm. who are not going to be able to listen forever because nobody can. And so I think that they were faced with something of being like, we've got to, we're at the point where it's no longer about whether or not we want to change. We really have to, and we don't know how. So let's get a, brown, a couple brown producers to work on this and figure something out for us because help, you know? And like, I, I don't know if they, they feel like, okay, well, we did that tick you know we tried we tried <laughs> that's but that's it's such a shame because it was so revolutionary and like just even when we look at like the fact that there was the spelling of names that particular feature about how like you could you know you could spell Tchaikovsky or you could spell Schwarzenegger but you can't spell my ethnic surname yeah I thought that was a really incredible because that is something like, I was sitting there listening thinking this is exactly what I face, especially with my surname, because my surname is Nigerian, so it's Adadeji. And like, it just brought me back to being in primary school and I'd always be top of the register. And then if I've got a supply teacher who comes in, they're struggling to say my surname. And I just like, I just feel so awkward and uncomfortable. And I'm like, this is my surname, but people are always struggling to say it. But then you can say really, really like, you know, you can say something as pretentious as Tchaikovsky. Um, so I thought, you know, using like Michelle Pfeiffer, and saying like spell Michelle Pfeiffer was really funny because I think, you know, it's hard for you to understand what it feels like. Yeah, when you're not a person of color, that kind of struggle for people to say your name or even with Love Island, there was, you know, a lot of um, scandal around. You're wondering <laughs> what happened? Because I never watched Love Island. I'm so sorry. Well, Lucy, what happened? Lucy, one of the Love Island contestants who was on the same um, series as you one day, um, she's Gorgeous, Nigerian and she's from Ireland, stunning. And Lucy, she had basically said that Lucy had struggled to say her name and said, I'll just call you Y instead. And she's wow, like, no, nope. my name's Yuande, say my name. Yeah. And it's like, there was so many people coming forward be like, I've had to kind of, you know, whiten my name just so it's easier for people to say. And it's like, why do we do that? We should just- Yeah, I mean- know? It's such a weird thing too, because I, I find not always, but mostly with Nigerian names, like they're mm. far more phonetic yeah, than other like it. European names that are hard. Like everybody just accept, accepted PF is F. They were like, oh, yeah. Pfeiffer, done, this is just done. Sure. And then they see the African name and they just give up the ghost. Like, I don't even want to try. I can't even try, Lord, <laughs> help me, I can't, I can't, you know, like, and it's like, if you actually like, when you said your surname, I haven't actually looked at it, but I bet that I could probably spell it about 90% mm -hmm. right, just because of, it sounds like the letters that are in it. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> like, and so confirm. it's like, a, just, I'm confirm. not gonna try. It's so profoundly. It's and that thing, that moment that was created and that was shared, that BAME show, BAMUS, 
and some of the other things that are popping up around this time around this why around this time anyway some of the (laughs) things that are popping up right now you know you can feel it from the people from the audience Mm. from Mm. the folks that this was missing this was needed this was cathartic this feels nice I'm glad that this is happening and oh my god it's on my British television you can feel that yeah you know and people are so and there's a lot of I feel that way there's a lot of that and it's beautiful yeah it really is I mean it's like we're all calling out for what we're hungry and thirsty for and it's you know it's important to hear that that is resonated amongst other people like oh my god you wanted that too okay good because it's it it feels like a relief and a release it it feels Uh. like oh there's a different way of hearing things that isn't always coming at me that I have to like navigate and you know clamor over like I actually can go in the direction of like what I'm feeling and it's you know like just because like it's gonna feel hard for other people right but that's Mm -hmm. why the world Mm -hmm. includes many different kinds of people I also love um, that you did like a remix of the fame track, Kima, about fame, I'm gonna live forever. I learned how to obey social norms. Ah! That made me laugh. (laughs) Pronounce it, pronounce it, like just pray. Um, This is a universal experience that we all that we all share as people of color. Well, Yeah. yeah, exactly. That it's like, I mean, it's weird when you go to another country and you're like, Y'all got the same racism with an accent? Interesting. Okay, cool. You know, like, I get this. Like, I mean, it's not, nothing's precisely the same, but like you figure out what spices are in it. And you're like, okay, it's the same dish just with like a different configuration, but I understand what's underneath this. And also that's like a wonderful way to just sort of connect with people that you, you know, just like immediately like plug into a person of color who lives in this country. That's yeah. like, oh yeah, same shit, different, different continent, you know? Dude, um, I didn't know that there were black people in France before going to Paris, which is racist to me. <laughs> why were they hiding them (laughs) why are we not talking about why like why why weren't they in the shows yeah no yeah why aren't they in the photos yep yeah it's true right well I was funny my I so when I went to Paris because I have a whole story of the reason that I got here was like meeting my former boyfriend in Paris and it's a very long story but I was staying with a friend of a friend who was what's that meeting to bone <laughs> yes um i was uh, staying with a friend of a friend who was a black woman who is parisian mm-hmm. and it was so funny because she was like yeah the french um the the reason basically the reason the french give for not engaging racism is that when you bring up that something's racist they find it tacky which is just a hilarious like <laughs> french way of doing the exact wow, same okay. shit that like americans do and british people do it's just like they're just right. like oh it's it's just like oh like you bring that up is tacky you know that's <laughs> it's hilarious like, I don't know there's something so French about that <laughs> I almost rolled so out good. into the Seine um it was great but so good. I also just just to that's just to travel back friend. a second um I love like when you were listing all the BAME shows Kima I was just like oh this is great at some point there's going to be so many different kinds of shows with BAME oh. in the name that people are going to get sick of the word BAME and we won't have to deal yes. with that anymore <laughs> so we can drive it out of existence can we yeah I was gonna say like what are your feelings on the word BAME because I actually can't stand it yeah I also don't like the word diversity either and I would rather we 
say representation and we actually you know I feel like diversity could be so many other things like it includes gender it includes so many so I feel like Mm -hmm. it's like you say diversity but I know you mean black (laughs) and and diversity they really people really got to stop using diversity you're totally right because it Mm. means so much and they usually fail to do it Yes. Do you know well, what I mean? Exactly. And it also means diverse from something. And that is from the white norm right. that we're like, oh, yeah. this is default, yeah. as opposed to part of the same stew that everything else in. It's like, oh, we're going to pour over some seasoning on the like real heart of things. It's like, yeah, diverse yeah, from what? what like, just represent. Everybody should feel represented. Or like, like if you can't represent any everybody in five people, which is impossible, right? You know, that's why you have multiple shows, but like, it should be like, you shouldn't look around the room and be like, that person probably thinks the same thing as me. You should be surprised when that happens. <laughs> One thing I actually um, want to get into is that um, it's funny because in the UK, we have quite a lot of our, you know, black talent. So like Andy Osho, Jeannie Yashray, London Hughes, who go to America to kind of crack the US market because it's not working for them here. What I find interesting about you both is you're both American and you've come here and you've cracked the UK market. I mean, how come you came here and why why is it, why do you think your career is better here than it would be in America? Like what is, because obviously I'm not aware because I'm not American of what the kind of comedy market is like, but why is it working for you here um, where it's not, but it's not working for kind of UK black talent who then go overseas? Like what is it about the UK market that kind of attracts you? That's just, you know, which is quite interesting that you've, you know, you've come here and you've like, you're smashing it in a way that a lot of our talent isn't, I guess, or not, well, able, to, or not able to smash it, I guess. It's a weird one. We know that this is complicated and loaded, first of all. And I love the question. And I love that this is being asked because I don't really know this about Desiree and I don't know if she knows this about me. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, no, this is not something that we're ever in the same room talking about to each other at all. Wow, so fantastic. I guess- I mean, I can speak from my point of view on it is that, I mean, in either direction, we each have some exotic otherness to cash in on, like to be brass tacks about it. Like before we talk about like the highfalutin stuff, like I get paid because my voice sounds like this. You know, and that is why I have a career in this country, because especially for the past four years, I can come on and say a clever thing about Donald Trump, you know, and everybody's like, bro, okay, she's one of us. You know, it's like, it's this this totally messed up thing that like, I like, especially because I have that Yale credential, which is like important, you know, in a, in a very sort of like class-based society. Like Mm -hmm. you say that, if you say that in America and you're doing comedy, everyone's like, why the hell would you do that? Like you went to Yale, like get a real. (laughs) job why are you here here? like you actually have skills that are but here they value like yes the value system is different here and so comedy is valued because like you know alcohol and suppression of emotions is real uh and so people need something to do to express themselves when they go Mm. out to drink to excess and so i am there to keep them from punching each other's eyeballs out and like you know fucking the hole or something horrible because (laughs) y'all are crazy when you get drunk in the it's it is intense yes yes and i'm just like you know therapy is an option but nobody hears me over the violent vomiting in an alleyway and then pounding, just necking another pint. Um, yes. so, 
Yeah. So like, I feel like one, I'm cashing in on a niche and I would mm -hmm. say like, you know, London Hughes is dope. She's out in LA. Like she's mm -hmm. cashing in on a niche, you know, because yes, she is black, but she is also like British and fabulous. British and like sure. Americans are still going, yo, they got black people there, you know? Hell and so, yeah, like, because we don't know. Yeah, we really don't. <laughs> we like, don't we're know. Really? As like, uneducated about our own history fucking, as everyone else's, you know? It's hegemony. Right. I swear to God, so, like, What's that guy's name who is in like Selma and stuff? David. David Oyewolo. Yeah, and then we have uh, Chituatel, I think is his name. Chiwetel. Oh, Chiwetel Agafor. Yeah. So these men. These men probably <laughs> taught Americans. First of all, look at those fucking hypocrites. Can't say none of this shit. <laughs> Um, hey, so Daniel bad. Kaluuya, is that right? I got one right. Daniel Kaluuya is right. Yeah. All right. Yes, yes. 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 Give me that Boyega. It's three. It's yes. three. John Boyega. One of them is boy. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Got it. But I feel like they probably them doing like a late night interview was probably the first time a lot of people saw a black British person. Yeah, and like, they're tripped out when they, he's on Colbert or something, yeah. and they hear his real voice and they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> It's just the hegemony of the media, like America, because of this Hollywood culture. You know, the media is right. so dominant, and I feel like it does do other black communities a disservice because it gets to the point where lazy racist thinks everybody is us, <laughs> and they're not even being nice about what they think about us. That's right. us or everybody. It's so interesting you say that because um, we had Dane Baptiste on episode two. He talked about Bamus, what his main sort of goal for it is to kind of establish uh, being Black British as having a cultural identity. Because I think when, you know, a lot of, uh, I think in the media, we see a Black person, we instantly think they're African-American. Mm -hmm. We don't think about the fact that they're Black British and what Black British being Black British is. So I think that's a really, really good point, um, actually. And um, I think it's, I actually think it's hilarious because when I went to um, Dallas, like five years ago, um, mm -hmm. I find that like when I go to the shops and stuff, I'm always being asked like, have you had tea with the queen? but i was about to say delasians would love you dude <laughs> it's, it's so funny how um yeah the fact that like you know london hughes is doing well in america because also she's she's black and british and you, you both are doing really well because you know that being american kind of adds to your brand and adds to your interest. And I guess I find, I just find that really interesting how we're having to go to different countries yeah. to then yeah. Just like a weird, like, like lazy Susan rotate, like rotate yeah. the black yeah. people three clicks and then everyone Whoop. winds up somewhere else and just be like, oh, look, it's a different kind of black, same, but different. Mm -hmm. And everyone's like, oh, oh this is uncomfortable. Like, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, um, God, so loaded. Um, one, I'll start with uh, kind of how I ended up here and what that is about. Um, mm. It wasn't a load of strategy. It was very, very personal. Um, I can say this because I've already told her I was running from my mom. Uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Um, I studied abroad here in uh, 2014 just because I was curious and the English happens here and I know that already. Um, so I studied abroad here. I had a great time. It was quite stimulating and it got me thinking about media and a global perspective. And mm. I kind of was able to decide that having a global perspective was important. Being out of America and understanding more then those 50 states was important. Yep. And if I could make something that could reach around the world, that would be really cool and definitely a preference mm -hmm. to just those 50. So that was a part of how I ended up back here um, because I was very lost. I was in LA. Um, I made some friends in stand-up and actually they were a bit segregated because comedy can be very segregated. Was it like comedy church and hair salons? The yes. most segregated spaces. Yeah. Um, and so for me, going to this lovely club called the J Spot, where it's like the black comedy club in LA, and you know, and me and my friends, they're going and they're smashing it, but there are some clubs that will never put them on. And they've yeah. been going for so many years, and there are some clubs that won't put them on. It's gotten to the point where one of my friends told me she's afraid of performing to white people. Why? Because she doesn't do it enough to know how they respond to her stuff. Well, yeah, I mean, her and that's legit. Like the two like often don't mix, you know, like I definitely have had the experience both in the US and in the UK of yeah. going and doing an urban show. Like mm -hmm. my, most of my audiences, truth be told, are white audiences, mainstream mm -hmm. comedy, whatever, right? And if you do an urban room, which is how they refer to them, it's a whole different section of comedians who are amazing. And you're like, mm -hmm. why aren't you t on TV? Why and then have like, I never met you? Are going here? Yeah, yep. exactly. Why have I never come across you? And clearly you do this a lot because you are owning it, right? And like, sometimes mm -hmm. when you're on a road gig, you're like, oh, Toju's here. Or you know like somebody you know like mm -hmm. one of those but like to have a lineup of like you're at the Birmingham Glee and there's like you know whatever seven different acts that are all black and Asian or something here and it, it, it is a different vibe but it's like it's weird that I don't know because everybody came to laugh and like mm -hmm. some people are going to laugh at some things and some people are going to mm -hmm. laugh at different things. But I think everyone like at this point, especially could probably have the patience to like sit around different people and through things that maybe don't relate to them and still be like, oh, okay, that was kind of funny. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. you always see it if it's like an all black show with like one white person. You're like, oh, that white girl was kind of funny. Like you can see the like grades. Yeah. Like, okay, all right. You're all right. You know what I mean? Like, and those are the best, best shows to do those are the most fun ones to do is when like the audience don't all look the same yeah that's part of um not to toot my own organization uh but that's part of why i created fuck it up oh. was simply because it's so first of all thank you for your support of it jackie desiree i appreciate it it's so it's simple good. though people are Amazing. fucking idiots they're booking these <laughs> like honestly yes. it's insane out here why is your audience so white? Why is your audience right. so white? And why do you think performing to them all the time is fun for me, right? And mm. then as a black audience member, why do you think watching this all white lineup would be entertaining to me? So mix up your crowd, mix up who's on stage so everybody can have the opportunity to hear something they can relate to or hear something new. Do you know what I mean? 
Yeah. But because you hear that from people that come to uh, fuck it up, they'll tell me like they appreciate it. One thing to see themselves reflected, but also they don't have to worry about hearing a racial slur yeah. about yeah. their faults yeah. at yeah. the show. And like, also, isn't that mm -hmm. why we like comedy? Like I was a comedy fan before I was ever a comedian. Mm -hmm. And the reason mm -hmm. I enjoyed comedy is because a comedian will say something in a completely new way that will make you think about it differently. So people are coming right. to comedy in part, not only to like laugh and release, but to like have their ideas challenged or expanded. Mm -hmm. And how are you gonna do that if everyone is yeah. like you? Like basically you came out and you paid a bunch of money to be comfortable when you could have done that on your couch for free at home and it's like no I'm coming out uh -huh. because I want to engage somebody or something that's different I want something different to happen to me and you can't do that if you're going to the same spaces and seeing the same people I think it's the people are afraid of what's different and I think that's the problem is that and I, I was reading an article um, on Vice about how a lot of black comedians kind of were talking on Vice about the fact that a lot of them um, are rarely ever on the same lineup with another black person <laughs> because they get promoters saying, oh, well, you're the same as that other black comedian. They're like, oh, well, we're not because we're different people. Yeah. Or they, won't, or they won't have one black person after another black person. They'll have like a black person at the top of the show and then a black person at the end of the show. Yeah. And it's like, this is crazy because we are all individuals. And like, I... I love seeing like, I love seeing different kinds of like comedians. It doesn't matter where you're from. I'm so interested in what's different to me, but I guess, you know, comedy's known for being, you know, a white middle-class man's club. And, um, you know, there's a few, so I don't know if you guys have seen, but there's, that's a, that's a white lineup Twitter, mm -hmm. which is a Twitter page. Really? That's a white that, lineup. That's beautiful. Yeah, which calls out, you know, all white panel shows, um, where everybody's white and they're like, okay, that's a white lineup. And also yeah. there's the comedy, so white Instagram. Um, in TV, we have um, Black in TV, which is an amazing Instagram page that kind of calls out the industry or if something's happening with a person of color, they're quick to like yeah. call it out. And it's amazing. Yeah. This that's is like wonderful. that dude that Pierce Morgan tried to get on that one guy. Like Pierce Morgan was attacking that freelance TV dude. And it was just, yeah, oh, yeah, whatever, yeah. that's whatever. Um, Piers Morgan's and, trying to continue making money and make himself relevant. He's like, so it's weird. Exhausting. It's he's exhausting. Such a strange man. <laughs> um, Jackie, when you were talking about that, it highlighted for me um, mm -hmm. when you don't get to work with other people, other Black people, you don't get that opportunity to network and build that community. Mm -hmm. So you can, 100%. you know what I mean, form that yeah. Black in comedy group because you met a few other people, it keeps us apart. And I know that's not the intention, but mm. yeah, it's yeah. weird. You also, yeah, and I, you also don't get to really grow in the mm. same way. Do you know what I mean? Like you yeah. don't, like if you're the sort of special inside of like, here's the main course and here's this extra thing, you don't actually get to like benefit from being like, oh shit, I'm looking at her and I need to up my game. Do you know what I mean? I'm resting on laurels because like, they're just like, let's get a black one out here. And at some point you realize that and you're like, check, check. Yep, yep. Check. At some point you realize it and then you go, I'm black. Yes, <laughs> I'm black today. 
Yes. Tomorrow, yes. you are one. Three sixty-five days a year. Yeah, and yeah. honestly, if you're not if you're not challenged or whatever, you could find yourself trained into a position where you you know you find yourself only prepared to entertain a white audience mm. in a certain mm-hmm. way, and then well, you yeah. have to retrain yourself to not feel most comfortable as other. Yes. Well, and also mm-hmm. like that is what audiences do. Like it is going to happen whether you like it or not. Your jokes get edited by the audience. When they don't laugh, you bend that shit, you change it, you start like edging in and leaning in toward the laughter like a flower towards sunlight. And like if you're only getting mm-hmm. certain stuff laughed at, it takes a lot, like a strong mm-hmm. constitution of character to go, wait a no, second. No, that is funny. Oh no, you've thrown that shit out. Yeah. Or like, <laughs> oh, I'm just, yeah, I'm just going like, wait a second second actually that's not funny it's just funny to you because you are awkward about it and you're laughing because you're like ha, 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 and like I you know like like Dave Chappelle like his whole thing was about leaving his show because of the way somebody behind the camera laughed at a certain joke and he heard it and he knew that they weren't they were laughing at like something that felt like a comfortable chestnut of a stereotype you know, and like, oh, ah, we know that. And not like, oh, yeah. this is actually satire or challenge. And like, that's the difficulty with satire is that people who get it, get what you're doing. Ooh. And people don't just laugh at having their ideas reinforced. And so oh he was God. like, wait a second. Like you get trained by your audience for better or for worse. They laugh at certain things and you adapt to that. And you so go, okay, audiences good. are the same. I got treated, it's very Pavlovian. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I I mean, I don't know, but human beings are not as complex as we sit down and like navel gaze and think of ourselves as like we are animals and we are social animals and we get trained by our society. And if our society says we like that, and not that, then we're going to do that and not that, you know? What I love about you both is that clearly you don't really care what people think. You're just doing you and it's infectious and I love it and like I can feel it on this zoom chat I'm obsessed I mean until someone like honestly I'll say I'm with you but I wouldn't give me too much credit because uh you know I did a stand-up on a tv and I was talking about being horny and um (laughs) you know I knew that my grandma had never seen me do stand-up before and she still wouldn't (laughs) yep Thank you. I was just about to say the reason that we can do this is because each of both uh-huh. of us have run thousands of miles away yep. from our maternal yep. accountability. All right. Yep. My mom does not know what I do. She doesn't. She the last place she saw me in was our town when I was 17 years old. She has not seen me do anything. And that is the reason that I can say everything. Like if I had the never relationship. Seen your hands up. What's that? She no. Nope. She is not. Do you have older parents, Desiree? Like, were your parents a reasonable age when they had you? No. So, like, my dad. Oh, so, okay. So, uh, my mom was 39 (laughs) when she had me. My mom is old. Hella reasonable. Yeah. Yes. And so, and she had my brother when she was like 42. I mean, she and your had, dad was 14. So yes, it was controversial. Yes, pretty much. I know. She was like, mm, I'm waiting for you to time out of this childhood. No, I mean, he was like 25 at the time. Oh, do you know sick. what I mean? So it was like, there's a big age difference, but like, you know, it. he could do some Googling, but I kind of, he like waits for me to tell him stuff, which I think is probably kind. Yeah. And my mom just like, wouldn't even think to look, do you know? She's kind of like, like, this last trip I took home was like when my siblings started to be like, it seems like you're doing really well. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, bro, you know, like, yeah, I want to say 
uh, just in case you can't, uh, you have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> if only you guys knew. Yes, but yeah. it's great. My people don't have no concept of who the fuck Jonathan Ross is. They don't no. give a shit. They don't know that it's a huge deal. They're just like, okay, cool. Let me know when it's, you know, oh the Tonight Show. How I can know. I watch it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what I get from my Nana every now and then. She's like, you're doing something I can see? From the US without a VPN? She doesn't know it's VPN. No, nah, it's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> but Kima, do you think now, and I don't know your grandma, but do you think that her pride would exceed her sort of being appalled at what, you know, well, her offense? I got two nanas. Okay. One is the type that will say something to you like, I don't know. I woke up the other morning and I, I was a little moist. I was a little happy. <laughs> so I and guess- I'm so happy my grandma was moist. How old is she? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because she was like, she was like, I still got it. I guess I'm not done yet. <laughs> Damn, so, Nana. So that's one Nana. And then I have my grandma who's Catholic, who's a oh. bit older, and whose like version of having an emotional chat is being like, I get a bit nervous in the winter. Like, so there's just <laughs> different, there's a different thing here. And so, like, for my like Catholic grandma, I think there are certain things, you know, I'm just looking forward to making something that I could show her. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's yep. also true to myself <laughs> yep. but it's it's an interesting one and also a thought that I've had recently is um... Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us we brought in a reverse auctioneer which is apparently a thing Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit get 30, bit get 20, 20, 20, bit get 20, 20, bit get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I came here like for reasons in my uh, uh, uh. I worked out some stuff. I'm now, yeah, doing things that I love, but I want to know, and maybe you guys can help me with an example. I want to thrive here and at home. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like in the same way that you don't want to train your voice to only speak to a certain 
color of people i don't want to train right. my voice to only speak to a certain country of people right yeah and yeah it's, it's just Agreed. interesting how to navigate right i don't know what people in la are like anymore <laughs> yeah i don't know they're still there they're still, still thirsty uh, from last I checked when I was just out there, uh, you know, I mean, I, and actually, Jackie, you were saying um, earlier, I'm actually from LA or the LA area originally. I identify as a New Yorker because that's where I kind of came up as a comedian and a performer. Okay. But like, so, you know, my family is actually out there or like Inland Empire, like, you know, in the dust, mm -hmm. like further out from LA, but still in the general vicinity. Um, so yeah, I'm like, I was just out there visiting them and I saw LA people and they were like, oh, uh, it's a pandemic. What's what's mm -hmm. good? <laughs> like, what's It's happening? hot outside. I'll tell you, the reason why I say that is because um, <laughs> when I was in LA, my confidence was so shaken. And that's like, that yep. was a part of the personal whatever and a part of why I left was because I wasn't sure who I was and it yeah. didn't feel like a safe place to find out yep. probably because nope. I didn't know how nope. cutthroat London could be but yeah. I had every idea of how effed up LA was yes and I, didn't I will feel safe so comedically yeah yeah I would say that like I moved to the east coast and then for a college and then moved to new york afterward because i mean as messed up as new york is it is far safer to be yourself whatever weird mm -hmm. wild variety than it is in los angeles where everyone's just trying to be what they want mm -hmm. You know, like, I just right. want to be what you want. I just want, like, I want to mm -hmm. be up there. I know I can. What do I have to do? Who do I have to do? And how do yeah. I have to do all of it and to you be stop, there? You stop questioning. You stop thinking about what you want, what you would like to say, what you would like to put out there. Do you have yeah. a message? Do you have a purpose? And you start worrying about um, impressing people for five to 10 minutes at a time and you yes. don't get to hone your creative voice, which is what I think is wow. so beautiful about the fringe, yeah. um, right? Because yeah. everybody has yeah. a shot. Not everybody. I mean, there are lots of financial things to consider. Yeah. Let's not let the festival off that easily. Um, but wow. just about anyone, do you know what I mean? Could yes. perform an hour of comedy. An hour, an hour. Like to get an hour as wow. an American, you get like, you know, when you first started out, I don't know about you, but I was it doing will be for televised. three minutes. Yes, yes, <laughs> right? Like, I mean, an hour, like you're like, wow, there's actually space and people are patient. And they're like, I like, you know, I mean, for all of the weird stuff that happens in Edinburgh and the walkouts and this and that, I have watched people watch something. We're all in a room going, this is not not good and mm -hmm. they're sitting there like engaging and trying to engage with it mm -hmm. and that I've mentality. also cried with people right yeah to cry yes. with people in the audience yeah yep. it's just like I don't know I don't even know if if there's room so to cry say, yeah <laughs> would you yeah. say it's been easier to kind of find your voice if you like in the UK yeah. because you're allowed to be authentic <laughs> be authentically me, it has. yeah I would agree with that it has been I think that there is there's an understanding and a respect for what it is that we do that gives us right. space to mm -hmm. do it in various mm -hmm. different ways whereas mm -hmm. there because it is the pinnacle of capitalism and mm -hmm. capitalism and patriarchy do not give a fuck about your special flower. They mm -hmm. give a fuck about how can we use you? And if we don't know how to use you right now, go the fuck back to the end of yep. the line and come back wow. when you know how we can use you. 
you know comedy was to to say um and you guys have panel shows this whole institution built around centering and respecting and valuing the voices and opinions and stories of comics we don't have that like to my grandma you know to anyone who's not into comedy you're either kevin hart or jerry seinfeld or you you there's no middle yeah Yeah. there isn't the middle middle is failure yes exactly everything that isn't on tv is like well how come you how like why you still do it yeah why are you still doing it why don't you just try harder i don't get and you're like it's not a meritocracy like it's not like you're gonna work your way up the ladder that way whereas in this country a little bit more like you can be a road comic at least before the pandemic and make a living right? You've got TV, Mm. you've got corporate events, you've got all kinds of comedy clubs and pubs all around the country. You can tour the country, you can come home at the end of the night from a good chunk of those places, and you can provide for your family if you want to. And that is not a thing in America unless you are on TV or making films or maybe writing scripts. But besides that, everything else is failure. And like, why don't you get a real job? Or like, you know, your skits are cute, but like get a job. And you're like, I have four just so I can do the one thing I actually want to do. And also something I like to drive forth in all creative fields or whatever is like, Mm -hmm. what the fuck makes anyone who currently is paid loads? What makes their, um, what makes like, why can we justify them doing it and not me? Why can't I try to Mm -hmm. go after what I want to do or my goal? Why isn't, my voice worth fighting for or believing in you know and that's something i'm do you know what i'm saying what makes ben affleck more (laughs) worth do you know what i mean yeah 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 it's like Kima, you're real likable. If I saw you on TV Thanks, or dog. in a movie or in a play or whatever, I'd be like, I like that girl. I want to say, oh, <laughs> Kima, she's the one with the green hair. Cool. Let's go. You know what I mean? Like, I, I would want to see that it. over and over again, Thanks, just the player. same as some people felt about Ben Affleck or whatever. So mm-hmm. it's like, mm-hmm. it really does require someone risking, which nobody wants to do because money. Yeah, and, um... there. yeah <laughs> we should all yeah. shoot our shot and see what happens. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I need at least two shots. I always break the first one. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I lived in New York for 13 years. And then I came here. I was like, okay, now I'm going to do this shit right. Let me warm up. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, I actually had to leave LA before I fucked up my life for good. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So yeah, we were coming towards something and we were also very quickly running away from something. Yes, 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 yes. yes, yes. So you guys have kind of, you've had your your time to kind of make mistakes and- Hone your yeah. craft and you came here. Like, Real big ones. Yeah. That's nice though. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, nice. it was a good time. One day I'll be able to laugh enough to tell the tales. Yes. <laughs> yes. Agreed. So, because you both are Black Brits. No, you are Black Brits because you're, you're residing in the UK now. Oh my God, I have you. a nice little fun. No, you guys are. Amazing. I've got a little fun feature quiz. For you both oh, to see. No, I'm with... bad at these already. <laughs> you okay. really are. Okay, okay. let's fucking do it. Is this how I get kicked out of the country? Is yeah. This when they find out. Is it worse to get kicked out of the country or to get kicked out of the club? 
Like yeah, yeah, if yeah, I yeah. just got to be a black Brit and I get yeah, kicked out in three minutes, it's too early. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, it's well, gonna we'll, hurt. We'll see. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's, all right. Let's all right. Do it. I'm ready. Right. So in there. you're about to go, you're about to go on holiday. It's 7 a.m. and you're sat in the departure lounge. What do you drink? Are you having a cup of Earl Grey, a cup of builder's breakfast, a coffee, a pint, or a glass of orange juice? Okay. Do I give my real answer or the answer I think is right? Because those are two different <laughs> answers. <laughs> like, give if your, it's give... me at seven in the morning, I'm going to have a coffee. But I know as a newly uh, minted Black Brit, I'm going to have tea. <laughs> I'm guessing I'm going to have builder's tea because it's a little bit more working class than Earl Grey, even though I'm bougie and I will have some Lady Grey very much. Thank you. Uh, but yes, I think I need to have builder's tea. I'm not certain. Or a pint, but I've only seen that after 10 a.m. so far. Okay. Um, since Kima? you went for the builders, I'm going to go for the OJ because as a black British person, I'll never turn down an opportunity to improve my well-being. Oh, that's wise, right? Also vitamins are important to get. You're right. Vitamin C. Yep. Well, Neither you're both wrong. What is it? <laughs> it's you a pint, that... come on, we're Brits, we like to drink. Yeah, <laughs> even at seven in the morning, neck a pint. I mean, yeah. I've only seen that in uh, Scotland in the morning at the airport. And so I didn't know if that was regional or not. I'm sorry. I should have tried harder on the answer. I mean, you know how it is with Brits and our drinking culture here. I mean, if you could get, if they said to you, um, you're you're able to get a free drink if if you come for the vaccine, I think everybody would go and get Hell yeah. yeah why don't why don't they do that rishi sunak was all like here's 10 pounds to go eat out how about come get a free pint on the tories mm. it comes with a <laughs> shot get it yeah shot. come on shots for <laughs> shots <laughs> done 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 that's for shots is a charity gala i could attend yeah i mean everybody's talking about how do we get more like you know black and asian people in the uk to like go and get their vaccines i think shot for shot fucking fun. is great just being like you know we got tequila we got vodka not vodka but vodka Rum and Red <laughs> thank you right everybody gets a shot thank you Love that. Okay, next question. Okay. <laughs> we got we what just got should, kicked out. We should... just got in. We're no, 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 no. You might you might be all right. You might okay. be all right. Okay. okay. All right. What should fish and chips be served on? A plate, newspaper, paper, or in a bowl? It, newspaper. I'm in a second. I'm in a second the vibe because that says to me, it says to me, oh, seaside. Also, I just watched RuPaul's Drag Race and there was a lot of chips and newspaper happening. Nice. That Well, that confirms it for me. Yeah, you're right. It yeah. is. Newspaper. All right. Still in the game. Yeah. Still in the game. Right. Still Black Brits. It's cool. It's cool. 100%. Okay. All right. When you're in a busy bar, how do you respond when one of the waiters drops a drink? Do you laugh? Do you pretend nothing happened? Or do you go away? Way, I'm just going away. <laughs> why do we do that? I still don't know why. But we all support, do it. man. I think it's yeah. moral support. Like, hey, babe, your job <laughs> is hard. 
you know what I mean? We're here with you. We got your back. Yeah. Also, it's Britain. Nobody likes the tall poppy, right? If you're a full-blown success, screw you. But if you just come down off, tumbled off of your pedestal, way, you're one of us again. Yeah. I love it because like even when they aren't even into it, like you'll hear somebody drop a glass and you'll hear someone go, wait, like it's an instinct. Like they're just like, yeah, wait, wait. <laughs> you might even be on the phone to someone and just come off and be like, wait. Anyway, so yeah, yeah, back up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. Sorry about that, but you already know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sad. All right. Okay, next three question. is good. How are we doing? Right. Okay. You've just started a new job and you bump into a new colleague on the train to work every morning. No. <laughs> what are you doing? Are you changing your career? Are you talking to them because it's nice to be nice? Are you arriving to work half an hour early to avoid speaking to them or are you pretending to be asleep? Wait, what, 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 where's the first one? Are you changing your commute? Okay. Hmm. Can't really do that. You, you definitely can't talk to him. Um, I think you have to be asleep because you're not going to get to work a half hour early. Let's be real. You uh, have to also, pretend to be asleep every like walk in and go every day. <laughs> but you know what? I feel like the other ones call for too much effort on behalf mm. of the Brit. Mm. You know, they require me to to go out of my way to be early. Mm. You know. And I think, is there an option where you're just rude? No, because this is the UK. Yep. So yeah. I think think pretending to be asleep is the rude option to be perfectly honest. It's either that or change your commute. Like literally just pick a different train to go or or if you're lucky, like like if they are, if you're always at one end of the train then you always just have to walk to the opposite end so you're not in the Mm. same car. I'm doing the sleep one. Okay. Yeah. So it's actually arriving at work half an hour early. Really? Yeah. Uh, Wow, y'all are really not into human connection. No, 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 not in the morning, not in the morning. And also it's like- That's fair. Like I need to just like defrost and then you're like getting into work chat. And then it's like, okay, then now I want to go to like Pret and get a coffee and then you kind of have to come with me. Yeah. Like it's just all kind of, it's just like it's too much. Like I shouldn't be on my own. Like I get it, I get it. It sounds horrible, honestly. (laughs) Like, locate the plot of a fucking horror thriller. (laughs) I know, it's just like, oh, so talk to me. Okay. On the tube, what what escalator side do you stand on? Right. Yeah. Stand on the right and get left. Well, it's Britain, so uh, you stand on the right, and then one person stands on the left, and you go, oh, and then you go around and then keep going down. Wait, <laughs> wait. The huffing and puffing. It? <sighs> 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 and it's like, are you having yeah. fun back there? What's going on? <laughs> yeah, I used to stand where I wanted, and that did not go down well. No. Oh, no. We don't like, no, no, no. Like, no. People, mm-hmm. are, like people get vexed. I mean, and I get it Do in the it. morning yeah, in rush system. hour. It is it's like an express, like, you know, it is really moving. And like, I've literally stepped out of the way because it's going too fast. Do you know what I mean? Like I'll pull over into yeah. the, the hard shoulder on the right and let it go past for a bit until I catch my breath and then dip back in because it's intense. Hell yeah. I have to try to like pretend that I, it was like a choice 
to step back in like not like I'm not tired because I don't do stairs <laughs> especially going <laughs> up like you're like at like angel station you're going up the stairs be oh, fast no. you're like oh this is cool and then you get to the second lane and you're like these go on forever I can't commit no. to this <laughs> also I feel like as well like when I'm like right I'm gonna walk up all this all the escalators and I get tired I feel like people are judging me like oh okay so you, mm-hmm. thought, okay. So you thought you could walk okay <laughs> like get back like, in yeah. line <laughs> Yeah, you shouldn't have even tried. You shouldn't even try it. Yeah, like, no. That is also a great name for a reality show. So you think you can walk? <laughs> oh, God. Welcome to So You Think You Can Walk. I'm Pete Peterson. <laughs> and I'm Cam. <laughs> I'm Cam Elto. <laughs> Oh my God. We took three random people and clubbed them in the knee with a crowbar. Yeah, we full blown Nancy Kerrigan them. Let's see who can walk. Oh my God, you're trying to like pitch the sequel to Flinched? (laughs) I think you can walk. Just like we threw a washer dryer at this woman's face. Let's see if she can still walk. Yeah. And last question, ladies. (laughs) For all the money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. You're making a roast dinner. What is essential? Roast potatoes, Yorkshire pudding, tofu, or rice and peas? Mm. I mean, first two, but I I feel like it's Yorkshire puddings, but I could be wrong. I could be really I'm wrong. I'm going to go YP. I'm going to join you on YP. Um, okay. People seem to be really into it. Yeah. They're nice. I like a little, it's like, it was the original oh, bread bowl. So good. Right? It's very exciting. You're like, it's got stuff in yeah. it and then you can eat it. That's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're both right. It's Yorkshire pudding. Yes. Oh, oh my God. On, I was oh. really worried about those potatoes. Okay. I think we did. Okay. This feels so good. Ooh, I don't know if the actual immigration entry, like, you know, British knowledge needs, test is that it needs, rigorous. Hell yeah. No, it needs to be on, it needs, like, these questions need to be on the British citizen test. Mm-hmm. But to be fair, a lot of the questions on the citizen test, I don't think I could answer, and I don't think a lot of Brits would be able to answer either. That like, is what just, I've been told, and I would bet yeah. the same is true for the American, like, nationalization test. I bet That's how it's you all like- do it. Yeah, well, it's like they're asking you about bodies of government and like who has checks them. And I'm like, I don't remember civics from high school or whatever we did in <laughs> grade school, you know? So yeah, I think, well, I don't know. We, one or both of us might have to take that test one day, Kima. I don't know if we need to form a study group or what. Hell yeah. Colors. I hope so. <laughs> I'll, just write, um, I'll just write slavery is a choice, imperialism rules. <laughs> With a Z. Yeah, and they should be like, huh, huh. I like this. Yeah. <laughs> I know all the words to rule Britannia. Does that count? <laughs> rule Brit... No. Yeah, that- rule Britannia <laughs> with marmalade and jam. I just have to like... Oh, you need to know the alternate version. That's right. That's like World War II songs and stuff. You need to know the other. Yeah. Yeah, the secret lyrics. Okay. (laughs) So we've come to the end of the show. And this is the part of the show where I ask guests, what does Black Joy mean to them? Black Joy means different things for different Black people. So I want to ask you, Kima, what does Black Joy mean to you? Hmm. Um, Black joy to me is 
honoring yourself no matter who is watching. And I think it's so hard to do, you know? I think every person, I'm not some colorblind idiot, but I think every person, regardless of their background and culture, struggles to a certain extent to be their true self. And when you have stereotypes thrust upon you, it's even harder. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's what I think Black Joy is. Love that. What about you, Desiree? What does Black Joy mean to you? So I think Black Joy, well, to me, Black Joy means being able to be fully in your body like fully present, fully in your body. I mean, so much I think of what is, what black culture is in a way and the expressiveness of it is like fully being in your body and your power because those are things that are constantly being, like people are constantly, or society mm -hmm. systems are constantly trying to strip away. Like our bodies, our lives, our power are actually being able to like not, cut ourselves off up here, you know, code switch, do all the other things, but to actually like bring your whole self to work day, mm -hmm. be fully there, like fully laughing, fully dancing, fully crying, fully whatever. First but of like all, fully being bring there. your whole self to work day is a hilarious sketch. Yeah. <laughs> like my whole <laughs> self. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't think you are ready for that. All right. right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I, it's it's gonna get brought though. So okay. you know, but people like companies say that, and they're like, yeah, and you're like, but no. for real though, because like, sure? I've been bringing five percent <laughs> and fluffing it up to like look like a hundred. Right. So if I you saw, get a hundred, you might be scared. Hell yeah. yeah! I saw a tweet today that spoke to this, and the comments spoke to it so much, and it was a a person saying that they were interviewing a new hire. Uh, they were talking to a new hire and as soon as uh, the new hire said they were from South London, they were both able to drop the work facade and have a conversation Amazing. on a different level. And it was Amazing. so touching because everyone who was commenting and sharing that was like, I love this joy, but I hate the circumstances of it. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. And, yeah. and people were commenting on how much energy it takes to you know, contort yourself into something that is suitable, you know, for everyone, maybe, but you. Um, yeah. And it's, it's just so interesting. And also the fact that sometimes um, people are taught to associate certain things with unprofessionalism, mm -hmm. call, mm -hmm. or just to label things unprofessional when in reality, it's like, ah, but if Jeff did it, he'd still yeah. be working here. Right. Yeah, right. so it's not unprofessional. It's yeah. just black, and you didn't realize you learned that bit of bigotry, mm -hmm. and you're passing it on. So right. be awake, you know, and aware that of that. Part. Yeah, love yeah. that. Thank you both so much for coming on. Say it loud. Have you had the best time of your life? <laughs> I mean, yeah. of my life. I get uh. to. I, we're both now in. We're dual citizens of blackness now yeah yes How you are amazing is that which is huge come through queens hey. Sometimes I'm over reasons not to try. this is an edinburgh tv festival and tv foundation podcast presented by me jackie adadeji produced by mindy just and edited by james dingle and the fabulous music you're listening to is nubian twist don't forget to rate review and subscribe
catch a glimpse Maybe this time Find the door to the peace of my mind Normally being a little extra can be a bit much But when it comes to healthcare It pays to be extra And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.